Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, is Texas Football Today, a show that some of you are in the comments right now complaining is on tape. That's fine. You can just keep complaining. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll show us the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Dutch that orcs, Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. There was a um, there's a pit bull mm. like Instagram story that popped up on my feed the other day. Hell yeah! And I thought of you. That rocks. Have you seen the, like the viral pit bull toast that was going around? I've got to send it to you. I've had at least this is no lie. I've had at least seven different people send that to me. You're so the, I'm glad my brand is strong. I mean, you're the only person I think of. That's not true. You're one of two Trish. people I think of. <laughs> my, my mother is your the mom, other one. <laughs> you and your mom are the only people I think of when Mr. Bull shows up. I'm Dude. like, oh, 
I I bet Ashley and Trish would like to see this. I I emceed the North Texas game last weekend with Mallory, mm-hmm. and I got done doing my first hit, and the DJ played Pitbull afterwards, and I was like, oh, I am back in my bag. Did um. Did, like, your title of DJ, did he do that on purpose? He, so he, it's a new DJ this oh. year, but I have a strong feeling that the person telling the DJ to go Was said like, play Pitbull. Had it been the old DJ, absolutely, I would have known that it was 110% on purpose. It's about 95% on purpose okay. with this one. That's fine. Today is Friday, November 10th, 2023. It is 13 days until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, to who was born today on November tenth? Um, uh, Chopper Randy. Yeah, Chopper Randy's birthday is it the eleventh or the tenth? I think it's the tenth. Oh no! Regardless, happy birthday to Chopper Randy this weekend. Happy birthday to Chopper Randy, our friend Chopper Andy, and also Tracy. Uh, also, R.I.P. Big Pun. Uh, it's also Big Pun's birthday. It's episode one thousand six hundred ninety or ninety one. I need to go back and check the tape. It might be sixteen ninety one. On today's show, folks, we got Craven bets. Uh, we are going to get Mike Craven's financial advice uh, from across the, uh, the the college football landscape. Uh, five picks for you this week, and uh, feeling pretty good about some of these. So stay Very tuned nice. for that. And then back half the show. Helpful Hana Mailback Friday. An oversized, overstuffed playoff edition you can't stop us of helpful honda mailbag friday you asked we're answering questions that you submitted uh on in the comments we do thank you for those those comments and we will get to uh a ton of them coming up here in just a moment a a reminder that just because the regular season is over does not mean that dave campbell's texas football tonight is over you can't stop us no 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 that's not how this works. It's happening tonight. Tonight. It's going down. 7.30 p.m. Uh, probably where you're watching this. Yeah, right? absolutely. Or TexanLive.com. Yeah, you can watch it on TexanLive, YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. But the, prob- party. the only problem with the show is that you have to pay to watch it. Incorrect. It's still for free, even in the playoffs. Really? Yes. So you just get to watch whip around coverage of the biggest Texas high school football playoff games tonight for free? Correct. Welcome to Dave Campbell's, baby. Wow. Wow. It rocks. Come rock with us. What a time to be alive. Also, you should two-screen it and watch Bally Sports Southwest tonight. It'll be uh, Lake Travis and Vandergrift on your television uh, with Craig Way on the call, mm-hmm. Austin Ivan sidelines, and yours truly on color. I uh, actually, and this is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah, this is this is this is friend Greg talking to friend Ashley, not producer and host. But I'm just I'll ju- just tell you this now, so I remember it. Um, I know you love laminating. I do love laminate. You need me to laminate your boards. Can you laminate you? my boards? <laughs> like I will literally push aside stuff that I need to be doing <laughs> to laminate I have some my, boards. Yeah, I have my spotter boards made for. And uh, I promise you, if anyone comes up to me in my like little ten minutes of peace. I'm going to go berserk on this place. I will keep them away from you. Good. Because you're doing me a favor. The moment anyone tries to walk over to the copy room, I need you to go, no. No, no. She's busy. She's busy. (laughs) She's busy. Don't talk to her. I'm muting my phone for a minute. Don't you talk to her. She's laminating my Vandegrift defense board. Anyway. uh, So a lot to watch tonight. Okay, Pickle. Let's get into college football. Because it's another big slate of college football across the Lone Star State, critical games all across the state. And uh, 
critical opportunities for you to invest your hard-earned money. Uh, and who better to tell you how to invest it than our financial advisor, Mike Craven, in a segment we call Craven Bets. It's Craven Bets, America's most lucrative segment. Here on Craven's Corner, on this corner, we make money. Now we are 500 for the year, so we're paying the vig. We are paying the vig, uh, but that's okay because all we need is one win, and we're uh, you know a winning week, and we're, uh, we're we're positive. And I do. I'll tell you this: I don't like saying this. I like the board this week. I think there's some good plays here. Last week was brutal. We lost by a half point in the UTSA North Texas game. We lost by a point because of overtime between Kansas State and Texas, even though we were up 27 to 7 in that one. And then we lost by a point with Ole Miss AM. So we were two and a half points away from being 5 0, and instead we were 2 and The breaks, they didn't, they didn't build those casinos based on winners, but we're going to get That's some right. winners here. Uh, we're going to start in Fort Worth, a nightcap on ABC as the number seven ranked Texas Longhorns visit the TCU Horn Frogs, who would love, who could, I don't want to say save their season, but certainly turn things in a positive direction by knocking off uh, the, the horns. Uh, Texas enters as a 10-point favorite. You do not think that TCU can keep it within 10 points. You're right. The step back would not feel as steep if TCU was to knock off Texas. Sonny Dykes 3-0 as a head coach against the Longhorns. Uh, but I think Texas is more the team that was up 27-7 against Kansas State than the one that had to fight to win it. Uh, they're going to be motivated. They did not score an offensive touchdown last year against TCU, and I'd imagine that's about the only time that's ever happened to Steve Sarkeesian. Malik Murphy's going to be in his third start, so he should only get better. And on the other side, TCU is not good at the small things. They don't do well in the red zone. They're not uh, great with penalties. They're not great in the special teams. And that's how you're going to, they don't turn, uh, turn the ball or don't get a lot of turnovers. And so uh, that's what they're going to have to do to beat Texas to stay in this game. And I, I don't think they can do it. Uh, on to Lawrence, Kansas, where um, I'll just say the weird line of the week uh, as the uh, number 16, I believe, number 16 ranked Kansas Jayhawks welcome in the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, I know Kansas is on a backup quarterback, but Kansas is only a four-point favorite. That I, I like Tech, and I think they're playing better right now, but I, I agree with you. I would have to go with the Jayhawks here. Going with the Jayhawks, you know, T- uh, Texas Tech has not been that great on the road. I know Baron Morton's back. Todd Brooks got a lot of carries last week. I, I think that is the proper formula offensively for them. The Kansas-, Kansas is a really good football team. Uh, been on a tear as of late. Ranked, as you said, still have, you know, a shot to get to the Big 12 title game. I think Tech's or, or maybe possibility here. Uh, Lance Leipold interviewed for the Michigan State job. So maybe it gets kind of weird behind the scenes there, a little bit of uh, uh, split priorities. But at home, uh, with a pretty good electric offense, give me Kansas. Back to the Lone Star State, down to the third ward, as the Houston Cougars welcome in the Cincinnati Bearcats in a battle of Big 12 newcomers. Uh, We were talking before we came on about how bad a year it's been for the Big 12 newcomers. Well, here's the bottom of the barrel in Cincinnati, uh, who is uh, winless in Big 12 play. Uh, Houston is a two-point home favorite, and you are going with the Cougs. 
I am. Everybody wanted to bury Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars this year, especially when they lost to Rice uh, earlier in the season. But quietly, they are the best of the newcomers at the Big 12. They have beaten West Virginia. They have beaten Baylor. Uh, they're not a great football team, but they're better than Cincinnati with that momentum uh, of hanging on to win that one last week on the road against Baylor. Uh, give me Houston here against a Cincinnati team that I'm not sure even knows what it's trying to be in the present moment. Uh, to Conway, South Carolina, and we will see if the Mike Craven hater experience continues as the Texas State Bobcats, the bowl-eligible Texas State Bobcats, visit Coastal Carolina. Harry, one-point road favorite, and do my eyes deceive me? Mike Craven picking the Bobcats? I give up. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I give up. Uh, I, You know, DJ can't the... the done I believe is hard to explain for people who haven't paid attention to what Texas State football has been since they've moved up to the FBS it's a real triumph story of not only the transfer portal but of alignment behind the scenes having a president having an athletic director having a head coach that are all in Texas State's all in they got the monkey off their back they're into six wins everything in front of them now is cake I think they play free on the road and they beat a Coastal Carolina team that isn't the one that most people think it is when they hear Coastal Carolina. Uh, we will round things out in Ruston, Louisiana, as the Louisiana Tech uh, Raiders welcome in the now in the win column, Sam Houston Bearcats, who got what feels like a pretty cathartic win uh, last week. I, I know it, it wasn't pretty or elegant, but wins are wins, and they've been hard to come by in Huntsville. They now go on the road to Ruston, where they are seven and a half point dogs, but you are, you are riding the hot hand with the Bearcats. Yeah, I'm not picking Sam Houston to win this one. I, I want to make that clear here. We're not we're not money line in this one. Uh, but Sam Houston plays in close football games. Whether they win them, whether they lose them, what, you know, whether it goes into overtime, they are in close football games. Louisiana Tech, not an excellent football team. And what they do well is pass the football in that air raid system with Sonny Cumming. Sam, Sam Houston's pretty good in the secondary. That, that's the strength of their football team, probably. And so uh, give me Sam Houston to keep this one close, make it ugly, have one of those weird Conference USA. Sam Houston is beginning to build a reputation as being in. He's Mike Craven. He's our senior college football writer and our financial advisor here on Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. <clears throat> Feel like Buster Loose. Buster Loose, come on. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world, delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services, and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's 
fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. All right, Mademoiselle Pickle. It is time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. Then our Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable 2024 Honda Ridgeline. You can stop <gasps> by your local NTX Honda dealers today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Are those updated copy points? Or did you just... Or did you In go into, my brain? Did you go, go into business for yourself? Yeah. Okay. I, know, I know my friends at Honda want me to be promoting the 2024. Why get the 2023 when you could get the 2024? Am I right? To be clear... Either one would be fabulous. Oh my god, absolutely! But like, but I mean, we nice. have like the shiny new toy. You might, you might as well wave it around. If you're gonna, if you you're know? gonna go get a 2023 Ridgeline, ask them about the 2024 Ridgeline. Yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying you gotta like. If you love the 2023, maybe the 2023's got some like, extra like a different perk that you like more, or a seat warmer or something. Yeah. You ever had a car with seat warmers? I have not. <sighs> we rented a minivan. Mm-hmm. It was a Honda minivan, actually. And um, we rented a minivan, and it had seat warmers, and I'm like, this is the only way to fly. My boyfriend's car has seat warmers in it, oh. and every time I get in there, I'm like, it's time, it's time. I'm going to pull the trigger. That's exactly Ooh. what I'm going to do. Is gonna, I'm just going to go buy a new car. Why? For the purpose of getting seat warmers. Anyway, thank you, Helpful Honda, uh, North Texas Honda dealers, for being helpful. Uh, it's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We have an overloaded uh, group of, of questions that you nerds have sent in to us, and now... Without further ado, I will turn it over. I'm kidding. Here's Ashley Pickle with a couple of questions. Um, will a Coach Joseph win a title this year? Which is an exceptional question because Ooh. I'm assuming – so you can put in um, Gary Joseph from Katie. You can put in Coach Joseph from P&G. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only two. I just looked two, it up. Yeah. As far as in UIL 11, man, there's only two Coach two. Josephs. Man, yeah. I, I knew that off the top of my head. Let's roll. <laughs> so it's Gary Joseph and Katie or it's uh, or it's uh, Jeff Joseph at PNG. And those are always like, that's a very good question. <laughs> I will say if you were to ask me which is more likely. I would say PNG personally. I would say PNG. Not because, not a patch on Katie who is an excellent football team. Mm-hmm. But the path through Region 3 of 6A Division 1 is perilous. It's very perilous. Bad. And then, if you get to the title game, you're 
probably meeting Duncanville. Which is also not fun. Which is also bad. So that's a perilous path. Meanwhile, PNG is in 5A Division 2. And 5A Division 2, I think very famously, is unpredictable this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the team that, or this was the, the bracket that the, that we had five different pickers pick five different state champions. And one of them definitely picked PNG. Was, it was I picked, dead. I think I might have picked PNG to win their region. region. Yeah, maybe. Um, it is, now, the, the challenge for them, I think they're going to be the favorite well, no, I don't know if I would install them as a favorite in Region 3 because there's really good teams in Region 3. But I think that they will have a, a clearer path than um, than Coach Gary Joseph at Katie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have to deal with Montgomery Lake Creek at some point. Maybe re- the winner of Richmond Randall, Fort Bend Marshall at some point. Uh, they may get a rematch with Texas City, which would be worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. So I would say right now... Both of them... Now, I think that if they win their region, they're going to be favored to go to AT&T Stadium. Yes. I think Region 3 will be favored over Region 4 and 5 of Division 2. Yes. But then, in a title game, I think the winner of Region 2 is likely to be the favorite in a title game. So, that's a long way of saying I think it's not likely... I wouldn't pick it, but certainly both teams are capable of doing it. It's just I think PNG is a better shot than Katie does. I agree. That's where I'm at on it. All right, what's next, pickle? Um, let's go with how much do head. Go ahead. Mm. You got it. No, I'm gonna go to a different one. Um. Other than Houston Lamar, what Houston ISD school will go in the deepest in the playoffs? Hmm. Houston ISD. I am pretty bullish on Houston Heights. I think they've got an opportunity to make a run. I believe they're 5A D1. Do I have that right? They are 5A D1. He said confidently without looking. They're not 5A D1. Are they 6A? Houston Heights 6A. Um, you're, yeah, here they are. 6A. 6A D2. 6A D2 to Region 3. And I think that they've got a winnable game against against Houston Memorial. Then they play the winner of Katie Jordan and Fort Penn Hightower. That's going to be tough, right? Admittedly, that's going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. But I think they've got an opportunity to do that. Stratford is probably the team that's that's most likely to make that run, simply because their path sets up well. If they can get past, um, if they get past Westbury, and that is a Saturday affair. If they get past Westbury, then they would probably see either Katie Taylor or Richmond George Ranch, either of which I think I would pick Stratford over. And so, yeah, I think Stratford might be the answer as far as Houston ISD. But Lamar is very clearly the um, the answer there. I think that Lamar, I mean, Matt Stepp is very high on Lamar in 6AD1 Region 3. Mm-hmm. And I I like this team a lot. I wish they'd gone to Region Division 2 because I think they'd really do some damage. But, like, they could be looking at Fort Penn Ridge Point in the second round. If they get past that, they're probably getting, like, a Tascosita or Dickinson or Pearland. Um, so... The answer is Houston, Houston Lamar. I do like, I think Stratford is probably the most likely to make the third round, but I think Houston Heights might be the sleeper there. 
So yeah, as far as Houston ISD is concerned, that's that's how I see it shaking out. What's next, Pickle? Um, let's go with as I pull it back up. Will three A D one District Five sweep District mm, Six again? That was a a big point of contention last year. So three A Division One, right? Mm-hmm. District Five versus District Six. Here are those matchups. Ready? Winsboro versus Atlanta. Um, yeah, Winsboro's gonna be your favorite in that one. I think they're comfortable favorites, undefeated. They look really good. Tatum versus Commerce. That's the real turn game here, I think, for five versus six. Mm-hmm. Tatum, I think I picked Tatum in that game. Um, Commerce won their Commerce is brimming with confidence. Certainly, they won their final game uh, to make it through um, the, to to make it to the um, the the playoffs last week. But I think that I would go with Tatum in that one. Jefferson and Pottsboro, folks. Folks, um, by the time you hear it, this game will be over. But I did pick Jefferson in that game. Now, I could look really dumb, and you could be telling me how dumb I look in the comments. But I did pick Jefferson in that game. Um, I think they could do that. I think, actually, and then the other the other five or six game is Mount Vernon versus Gladewater, uh, which is also, uh, that's tomorrow, or that's today, rather, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mount Vernon in that one. So I right now, I think the most likely is a split. Uh, last year, five swept six. Um, but I think I think this year the most likely result is a split decision. Uh, two wins for District Six. Uh, my picks would be Tatum and Jefferson in that. Yeah, that feels so, great. I, I like the pro- Tatum pick feels. I, I I like this Tatum team a lot. I, I think do. I think they're playing. I think they're playing their best football right now. Yeah. So keep an eye on that. All right. What's next, pickle? San Antonio area has been down for several years, both mm. in top teams and top players. This person says it has nothing to do with Austin domination. Why is San Antonio down? I think I, before I answer that question, I think I want to argue the premise of that question. I think that San Antonio has had some really good teams. Mm -hmm. I think they're just not the perennial powerhouses that you instantly look at, like Judson. Yeah, Judson's Judson's down. down. Right, but that being said, San Antonio Johnson is way better than they've ever been. Yeah, San Antonio Johnson. San Antonio Reagan. Yeah, Reagan is a good example. There's really good football teams down there. I think that we measure San Antonio success because they're a major city, a major metro area, as we measure it in terms of who can get to a quarter a quarterfinal, who can make it to a semifinal, who can win their region, right? And it hasn't happened. And I think the big conversation has been around them not being able to get past Austin area teams, right? Uh, or greater greater you know Austin I guess you could another team you can count on is like Smithson Valley it's a perennial power last year they were on the doorstep of making it to the state semifinal right but they lose to College Station right a team from the Brazos Valley so I, I think I'd reject the premise of the question of that San Antonio football is just down I just don't disagree I just don't necessarily agree with that now if you want to make the argument that the team that that there is not that one or two juggernaut team that has been able to overcome those 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 Austin area powers, I can hear that, and I think part of it is, and we hear this a lot from we hear this a lot from San Antonio, and we hear this a lot from El Paso, which is, those are the two areas we hear this the most, which is there's too many schools that you're taking the talent and you're dividing them too many ways. 
um, that if you were to make a San Antonio area all-star team, right, if you were to take the best team from best players from San Antonio and get them all into one school, then they'd really start cooking. I think the closest thing we have to that is what we have in Civil of Steel this year. And that's why I think I'm really excited to see to see what uh, what what they do. I I do not agree that they have been down overall because if you take a look at just the talent that's come out of there, mm-hmm. there's been unbelievable talent. There's an Ohio State commit running back playing this weekend in San Antonio. Yeah, I literally think it's just because the 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 programs that you always look for yeah. have been down, and so you're like, oh, well, if they're down, then the, the name rest brands. of San Antonio must be down, the and name it's brands. like, you're exactly right. no, there's just new players yeah. that have entered the chat. <laughs> Brennan has not been as good as they have been recently, no. right? Judson has not been as good as they have been recently. Smithson Valley hasn't made a title game in quite a while. while made, yeah, made a, a, but Cibolo Steel is one that's still but doing really Steel's well. Steel's playing well. Alamo Heights, Heights is playing really well. Very well. Right? Davenport. Um, Davenport. The the newest program. Well, one of the newest programs down there. Veterans Memorial. San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Reagan. Uh, I think there's been a really healthy uprising of programs like Taft. Right? And Clark. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think... I want to gently push back on the premise of that question because I think that I think that what we end up doing when we talk about San Antonio being down, I think we say it in the context of San Antonio of it measured against Austin. And I think part of it is that Austin's just been better, like plain and simple. And a lot of it is two teams, and now really you add in Vandegrift probably three teams. Um, yeah, so I would. That's that's where I think that's where I stand on it. But I think that that's that's overall. I mean, part of it is that like there's now in Region Four. Mm-hmm. Right. Part of it is just perception because mm-hmm. region four used to be all San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley. Yep. Right. Then one Austin district moved into to San Antonio mm-hmm. and now there's in six. A very dominant. Yeah. Austin. And now there's two. Now there's two Austin districts. And so the population shifts, I think, have been a part of that, that there's there's a growing number of elsewhere around San Antonio as far as big schools are concerned. And part of it is that they just keep dividing into, into, into more schools and. So I think that there's just there's a little bit more of a diffusion of talent mm-hmm. in the But we're city. also seeing stuff like that with the diffusion of talent too. We're also seeing that happen. We're seeing it happen in Austin. We're seeing like think think of Frisco ISD. Mm-hmm. How many schools are coming mm-hmm. in? That stuff just starts to kind of mull itself down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You see an Alvin ISD. We talk mm-hmm. when we go out to El Paso. That's what we hear from El Paso coaches all the time. It's yep. like the talent here is unbelievable. It's just that they're playing at so many different schools. Schools. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's a long answer to a short question. Um, yeah. All right, what's next, Pickle? Are you surprised to see Boys Ranch drop to 1A? No. I'm not either. Um, Boys Ranch is... So if you don't know... They might have a really good shot in 1A. So you don't know the story of Boys Ranch. Boys Ranch is a a very... is is a, a singular, unique program. Boys Ranch is located on Cal Farley's Boys Ranch up in the Panhandle. It is a... Um, it's a... It's a school for, um let's call it distressed youth. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're dealing with homelessness. Maybe they're dealing with um, uh, uh, discipline issues. Maybe they're dealing with things like that. But there are, um, but Boys Ranch is a very special place where it is a nonprofit organization that also has a school on its, on, on the Boys Ranch, which is a, a home for, for, for distressed youths. Um, and they've always, they've always struggled with numbers. They've always struggled with numbers um, simply because of just the nature of their their program. I, that's why I say um, that Aaron Wampler, who's the guy who, by the way, just took Clarendon to a win last week over Stanford, I think it was, to Clarendon beat Stanford, he said, he said confidently. Um, who did Clarendon beat last week? Um, Clarendon beat... 
Wellington. That's right. They beat Wellington last week. He went over and took over at, at Clarendon. He was the one who really put them, like, got them, like, winning games mm-hmm. at Boys Ranch. Like, making the playoffs yeah. and like breaking long losing streaks that's a ball coach and jack there and it's such a unique program i am not surprised to see them um drop and by the way by the way boys ranch plays clarendon this week mm-hmm. and aaron wampler's like a, a return to, yep. to play his old program and yeah look boys ranch turned in 104 last year that is technically a six-man number um they were rocking with a 104 as far as enrollment is concerned. That's a six-man number. They opted up to play there. And I think my guess, I have not seen their, I, I don't have their number in front of me. My guess is that it's under 100. And at that point, you really got to start thinking about like what you're what you're trying to do here. Well, and um, they've seen success now at the two-way level. So it's like, no. hey, you know what success tastes and, like. We have a good shot to have success in the 1A level. And part of me just looks at this. And and says uh, I I hear this a lot, like people are like, why don't they drop down to six man? Why don't they drop down to six man? And to be clear, I think six man is the best option for a lot of these programs. Mm-hmm. Let's also acknowledge that that is a cultural shift in the community when you move from eleven man to six man because you have to get the. There's a lot of people like like it's not fair, but like there's a lot of people who are like, oh, we're playing six man football, like. That's that's just so different. We're gonna have to change things. Like that that's not what I grew up watching, mm-hmm. right? In their community. And even though it's best for the program, it is a familiarity situation, it's a culture situation where you're saying, Oh, we're going to go and play a different sport. And so I think that there's there's there is pushback from communities about that. And again, I think it's the right move for a lot of these programs mm-hmm. um, to drop down to to play six man football. Um, but it is also it's an uphill battle in a lot of these pro in a lot of these communities because you're asking the community to change something that they hold very dear mm-hmm. and you're asking them to make a fundamental shift in it six man football is great there's a ton of programs that drop go ask lakey who was a, an 11 man doormat and now is a perennial kind of like contender in six man it's, it's the right move for a lot of programs but it's a lot easier for me to say that than it is to convince a community that it's the right move. So I, it's not surprising to me that Boys Ranch is dropping. What's next, Pickle? Um, two more here. We've got, okay. can anyone in 5A D1 beat Alito? I personally do not think so. I may, I've made my predictions. You've seen my predictions. I think that Alito's winning the state championship. Yeah. I... I, I, I don't I, think so. I, I like, and I would I would be glad to be proven wrong, but no, I do not think so. The one thing you look at would be that Ryan game. Mm-hmm. That there are you can make an argument because because they're ten and zero, mm-hmm. right? They're ten and zero. They squeaked out one against Ryan in the regular season. They squeaked out one against Ryan. They squeaked out one against Denton Geyer. Now, that's a 6A team, right? Mm-hmm. It's a playoff team in 6A. And they squeaked out one, squeaked out. They won by 14, 15 rather, against Parish Episcopal. That's a, you know, was a state-ranked private school team. Mm-hmm. Right? I do not think they are invincible. I do not think this is 20... 2011 mm-hmm. Alito with Jonathan Gray where they were just they were untouchable 
They're uh, that was that was the, one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen. I think they're 2011 John uh, Alito, but I'm not sure I see a team in 5A Division One that can beat them. That's I, the issue. I think the only only people that could do it would be if they made it to the state semifinal Longview. I think the Longview. state semifinal of Alito and Longview, which we saw last mm-hmm. year, would be the the only one that they could get them. I don't think I'm Longview's sure, yeah. defense is good enough to stop the Alito offensive attack. See, that's interesting because I might go the other side. I don't know if Longview's offense is consistent enough to score on the Alito the defense. Because the Alito, the Alito defense has looked stout this it's really year. Good. It's looked really good. After some early hiccups, they've really gelled. I would be interested in a Smithson Valley Alito title game. Mm-hmm. I would also be interested, like, I don't know. I would also be interested in, like, a full shear Alito game. Yes. Only because full shears got just a big, stupid offense. I mean, stupid is a kind word. Yeah. Just, like, a big old, like, and howitzer I- offense. And can they just get them into a, into a like... A shootout because and that like the best sample size we would have on that one and I I would argue that Fulcher's defense might be or offense might be more explosive than Denton Geyer's but that's the best comparison that you have there because think about what Alito sees in their district they see a Burleson Centennial team that runs the clock out down your throat the Mm -hmm. entire time and they have a Denton Ryan team that does not base their the Denton Ryan the strength of the of the Denton Ryan team is not their offense. No, it's defense, for sure. Their, defense, so their offense has been really up and down. It's like Alito hasn't played a lot of teams that can just light it up like the best offense. Be. That, the best offense they saw was probably Parish Episcopal, and they gave up 35. Five, yeah. Now, Parish Episcopal, they, they scored 50. Yeah. You know, but... And Alito got into a shootout with Denton Ryan because yeah. Denton Ryan's offense was humming at, on that game. I would say, yeah. I, I Alito is, in my mind the clearest favorite to win a state championship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Only because like Gunners on the on that short list two and three A Division two, but they are gonna have to take down Canadian and mm-hmm. Canadian is at the very least, I would say right now, within a touchdown of them. Yes. I'm not sure I see a team that I can say they're within a touchdown. Maybe it's Smithson Valley, maybe it's Longview, but I can't say that for certain. Mm-hmm. I can say for certain that I think Canadian's within a, a touchdown Down of Gunner. Gunner. Yeah, Carthage might be the other one. Man, I don't know. I'm, Pleasant Grove third round. That's true. Is the one thing. That's like, very true. If they get past, if they get past Thanksgiving, yeah. I mean, past the game of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. weekend. Not, they'll make it to Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> but if they don't, if they if they get past there, if they get to the regional final, mm-hmm. absolutely lock them in. But right. like that's the one game I'm watching. That's with Pleasant true. Grove. Yeah, because then you look and you look in two A and it's like Timpson Refurio is up in Timpson Refurio is like a coin flip, flip type game. And then most of the six A games are coin flips games. Yeah, I mean Desoto might be a favorite in six A Division two, two, but like yeah. I think that there's enough there's enough landmines there that I can't call them like a prohibitive favorite. Right now, Alito is in my mind a prohibitive favorite in five A Division five A Division one. Yes, I agree. There you go. All right, we got one more. Uh, what game tonight? Other take like Travis and Vandergriff out of it because I know you're on the call for that. If you could be on the call for any other game, mm-hmm. what game would you want it to be? Mm-hmm. Revving up over there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I would pick? Hmm. I pick Gilmer and Center. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mentioned this on the picks video. Go watch my picks video. That is the cut the brakes game of the week. Yes. That if you just want pure entertainment value, like you just want to pop some popcorn and watch a game, Gilmer and Center is the game because it's going to be so pointy. Uh, as far as like a like, I I would be very interested in. 
I'm very jealous of, of who's going to call Louisville Allen for us for Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Um, it'll be Grayson Nolet and ah, Cody. That was a Thursday game anyway. Um, so I, I'm sure the broadcast is great. Um, <laughs> as far as tonight is concerned, because there's a lot of there's a lot of Thursday games and there's a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, Klein Cannon Bridgeland. I'm Klein Cannon I'm really high really on that. Yeah. I like that matchup a lot. Yeah, I'm. I would go. Yeah, that's that's Blake a Belton good, and Denton Ryan Blake is Belton another great one. Another another heater. Um, that's Even what, kind of Cedar. This one's kind of. I'm just interested in this one, but Cedar Hill and Pflugerville Weiss because I think like <sighs> Weiss about, has the opportunity to do something that an Austin area team in that realm hasn't done a lot in a long time of kind of take down what mm-hmm. it was at one point a DFW power, but I think Weiss is the better team. I'm interested to see what that score ends up being because it has a potential to get ugly but will it yeah i don't know cedar hill can hang in that game yeah i'm, I'm interested in that one the other one and I'll, I'll actually go from um kind of that same part of the world um lancaster and laporte mm, that's a good one friday down there in sheldon uh long trip for lancaster long trip Niederl- but that's a dangerous four seed Nederland and montgomery lake creek mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. good mm-hmm you don't talk about disparity and pedigree there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good week. It's a good week of games. Watch a ton of them on Dave Campbell's Texan Life. Go Correct. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Reminder, 7.30 p.m. tonight on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TexanLive.com. You can watch Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight whip around coverage at the Texas High School Football Playoffs for dropping in live to games all across the state. Uh, we appreciate your time. One last thing to do today, Pickle, and that is to roll out the Week 11, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Come